It's Thursday, January 12, 2012. The Keystone Project would generate 20,000 immediate jobs. It would create at least 50,000 jobs. In total, about 118,000 indirect jobs. 120,000 jobs. Some estimates said could provide up to a million new high-paying jobs. Republicans reportedly planning an end run around the president on the Keystone XL pipeline. Changing Haiti is going to take time. Two years after a massive earthquake, Haiti is still devastated. Big polluters in your neighborhood? There's a map for that. Plus, safeguarding our environment is also about strengthening our economy. While Obama talks clean energy, Germany actually does it. All of that and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Thanks, Brad. You're welcome, Stephen. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Des, I know there's a lot going on, so I'll get out of your way. What do you have for us? Well, first, it's a sobering anniversary in Haiti. Now that the emergency period is over, we're asking them to re-engage in assisting us to rebuild for the long term and rebuild well. It was exactly two years ago today that the poor island nation of Haiti was struck by a massive 7.0 earthquake that killed an estimated 220,000 people and devastated the capital city of Port-au-Prince. Two years on, reconstruction remains very slow with half a million people still living in tent camps amid one of the worst cholera epidemics in modern history. As the Haitian president tells CNN, long-term recovery depends on addressing Haiti's chronic poverty and widespread corruption. It's not about having a a magic stick and making the problem disappear in one day. So changing Haiti is going to take time and and healing the wounds uh, is going to take time. Contrast Haiti's tragic situation with the rapid reconstruction of northeastern Japan just 10 months after an historic earthquake and tsunami struck in March. The U.N. predicts that these differences will become more pronounced as the poorest nations will be hit hardest by climate change and extreme weather events. Here in the U.S., President Obama thanked the employees of the Environmental Protection Agency on Tuesday for their, quote, historic progress in clean air, clean water, and clean energy. Because of you, across the board, we're cutting down on acid rain and air pollution. We're making our drinking water cleaner and safer. We're creating healthier communities. But that's not all. Safeguarding our environment is also about strengthening our economy. I do not buy the notion that... We have to make a choice between having clean air and clean water and growing this economy in a robust way. I think that is a false debate. Obama highlighted economic data showing new pollution standards and regulations actually create far more jobs than are lost and praised major EPA successes like new standards to limit mercury pollution and the first upgrade to automobile mileage standards in over 30 years. But along with successes are also several setbacks. The White House recently bowed to industry lobbying and halted new rules to cut some types of industrial pollution. Now, do you live near a major polluter? There's a map for that. The EPA this week launched a new online tool and map of the nation's top greenhouse gas polluters. Atlanta holds the top two spots for the most polluting individual plants, but Texas wins number one overall, where power plants spew more than twice the greenhouse gas pollution of any other state. Way to go, Texas. Thank you, Rick Perry. Check out the pollution in your neighborhood at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. The EPA's success is in spite of 
intense opposition and obstruction from congressional Republicans. And congressional Republicans are apparently planning an end run around the White House to force the approval of the controversial Keystone XL pipeline all the way from the tar sands of Canada. In an exclusive, Reuters reports that if the president does not approve the pipeline by the February 21st deadline, congressional Republicans may try to pass legislation approving the pipeline anyway, using their, quote, constitutional powers to regulate commerce with foreign nations. Is this a foreign treaty? Can Congress make their own treaties without having the president or the State Department involved? Well, it's unclear from the Reuters report exactly what that constitutional authority would be. Well, we are going to have to keep our eyes on that one, aren't we, as the February 21 deadline approaches. Should be interesting. Finally, while Republicans fight for big oil, in Germany, renewable energy is booming, particularly solar. Although Germany receives less sunshine than the U.S. on average, last year Germany installed twice as much solar just in the month of December than the entire U.S. installed all year, and at half the price. Germany's solar surge and China's plans to double its pace of solar installation in 2012 are leading to a surge in solar stocks as well. And as usual, the U.S. is missing the boat. Thanks, Republicans. For more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help sponsor the Green News Report. We rely on you to stay on your public airwaves. Download us anytime on iTunes and stay in touch with us on the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Thanks, Brad. You're welcome, Stephen. Bye.